Hi. Hi. Hello. Oh my gosh, it's you. Oh my god, it's you. I can't see you, but I can hear you. Where are you? I can't you? see you either. Where are you? <laughs> no. This is crazy. We'll never anyway. have a smooth intro. Um, no. <laughs> welcome to Raised by TV Podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Natalie. This is the original Raised by TV podcast you're listening to. Yes, that is correct. Um, hopefully it sounds better to you than it usually does. Natalie and I both invested in some new mics. Not invested really because they weren't very expensive, but um, <laughs> hopefully no more better. more than the ones we used to have. Yeah. Well, the one I was using before was $10 and you were just recording literally directly into your laptop. So uh, yeah. <laughs> this is should, and the- hopefully should be an improvement. Yeah, it should be better. Yeah. Um, yeah, so any any news? Um, yeah, I have a couple things. So, number one, not TV related at all, but I've mentioned before my obsession with Damien Eccles, and I saw uh-huh. uh, Corinne Fisher of Guys We Fuck Podcast, who also has an obsession with Damien Eccles, went to his like gallery opening, because he's an artist, um, and met him, and she posted a picture on her Instagram with him, and I'm the most jealous person I've ever been in my life. That's so cool. I know, I know. He's so cool. It was such an awesome picture. I was so jealous. But um, my other piece of news is uh, I'm going to talk about this on my other podcast too because it actually has to do with both. Um, so they're making a new Incredibles movie, Incredibles 2, um, which I'm really, really excited about because I loved Incredibles 1, which they made like 10 years ago, like more than 10 years ago. It's crazy that they waited this long to make a sequel but I'm really excited and um Sophia Bush posted on her Instagram the uh cast listing for the voices for Incredibles 2 because she is one of them and I'm so freaking excited about that Sophia Bush is voicing a new character that wasn't in the first Incredibles called Void um it says Void is a young overeager wannabe super and mega fan of Elastigirl her power her superpower is the ability to divert and manipulate objects around her by creating voids that allow objects to appear disappear and shift in space so that's really cool they do like a little artist rendering of the character and she's got blue hair and a little mask and it's really cool and then there's also a lot of other famous people in this movie um most of them of tv fame so i wanted to mention them too um bob odenkirk is going to uh voice a character on the show um nice also uh holly hunter who's crazy famous and then craig t nelson the grandfather father from parenthood nice um, which That's is awesome. really exciting. And Samuel L. Jackson's going to be in a ton of other really famous people. But um, I was specifically excited about the TV ones, mainly Sophia Bush, obviously. Because um, I love her. She's amazing. Um, but that's it. That's all I got that for That sounds you. exciting. That's yeah. awesome. John and I have been watching really Parks have and Rec anything. again, so I have no, nice. I have no TV, <laughs> new TV stuff to talk about. <laughs> I've been watching, yeah, I've been watching nothing new either. Yeah. So. We watched a bunch of um, comedy specials on Netflix and then just decided to start watching Parks and Rec again. So whatever. <laughs> and it's actually, it's really funny. Feeling. It's really funny watching this season that we're watching right now because it's the season that um, Louis C.K. is in and there's like a scene where it's oh, just no. Louis C.K. and Aziz Ansari and I was dying laughing. Oh my God. <laughs> oh man. I don't want to get into any of that, but um, I nah, just I just that would thought be, that that was funny. Maybe... Maybe we'll start another podcast. Yeah, where we where talk, we just about, talk like, about like topical, yeah. like topical political stuff. 
because we could totally do that. But I think I think we should leave this one a little more lighthearted. Absolutely. But I just thought that it was funny. I was like, (laughs) we were just watching it, and um, they were. It was just them on the screen, and it took me a second, and I just started dying. And John's like, "What?" And I was like, "It's Louis C.K. and Aziz Ansari." (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Um, But yeah, yeah, that show is always great, and I'll never not love it. Um, yeah, so today, you don't have anything for me? Um, I'm trying to think. Like, not really. I'm getting ready to go to Florida, and I've been watching oh, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people's vlogs. When do you leave? <laughs> uh, Monday. Oh, man. I'm so jealous. So, I'm super excited. I'm so jealous. You, have to, you still have to give me a list of all the places I need to go. Yeah, I forgot. Um, I'll try to do that this week <laughs> if I have time. <laughs> or just text me when you think of things yeah. that I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> like You don't have to make a formal list or anything. Okay. I will. Um, I'm going to Boston next month for nice. just for one night. We're going to see um, a Small Town Murder live. They're performing at, the, at Laugh Boston. Um, and so we decided to just go and, like, spend a night in Boston and go to the show. Because it's, like, at 1 p.m. on a Sunday. So, uh-huh. yeah. So we are, like, let's go on Saturday okay, and stay overnight. Get, yeah. And then, well, yeah, exactly. But, like, if it was late, if it was late Sunday, it wouldn't work because we wouldn't be able to get back in time. And originally yeah. they had um, a 7 o'clock show um, at Laugh Boston, and then that sold out, and so then they added another show at one because they're doing their other podcast at four. So um, I was like, oh, that's perfect. Then we can go Saturday, stay overnight Saturday, and then come home Sunday after the show, and it won't be late. So I'm very excited about that because I've never been to Boston, and I've always wanted to. I've never been to Boston either. Really? Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. Yeah, like, why haven't we been there? I don't I've know. I've been to Massachusetts several times. Yeah, just same. never to Boston. But never to Boston, <laughs> I know. And I've always it's wanted ridiculous. to go because it's supposed to be a really cool city. I know. I almost planned we a should, trip a few yeah. years ago just by myself. I was going to go to Boston because I uh-huh. wanted to go and couldn't find anyone to go with me, and I was just going to go, but... I would have gone with you. Um, I'm sure there was some reason why I couldn't. I'm sure there was some reason why I couldn't go. I'm sure we discussed it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure we did. It was like six years um, ago now, so I have no idea what yeah. either of us were doing. Um, yeah. But yeah, so but, um, that's that. That's, so that's in other life. news, in podcasting news, since I'm going to be away next week, we probably won't release an episode next week. Right. Um, so this may turn into more of a bi-weekly thing. Honestly, at least for the yeah. time being. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that, that <laughs> exactly. should be fine. <laughs> I would like to just I would just like to say that like Natalie and I both have full-time jobs and I also go to school. So like no, we don't put that much time and effort into this podcast. Um, and I'm we, actively seeking new work right yeah. now, which is a full-time job exactly. in itself. So I Basically, I have two, two full-time right. jobs. Right we now, love so. doing it, and that's yeah. why we do it. So if it's not perfect yeah. and not up to your standards, uh, don't listen to it. And we're not going to have research. We're not going to have researched it no. in no. depth. That's not the that's point, not of, the this point of this podcast. Yeah. 
we're not going to just sit here and list facts to you. Sometimes we do that. But it's, yeah. <laughs> but it's not. Like, but it's more about like our feelings about the show and our yeah. memory of it, especially if it was a show that we watched as a kid. And unless we exactly. just recently rewatched a show, like when we did like Dawson's Creek or something. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to remember a lot of details. And not I'm gonna not going to put it. days into making sure that I have all of the details. No. And like maybe, it's not yeah, maybe if we were getting paid to do <laughs> yeah. this, we would do that. But this is just like, a little hobby of ours. Or like it's also, it's different. Like with um, like my Game of Thrones podcast that I listen to during Game of Thrones because they do episode by episode. So you watch the episode and yeah. then you do the, the podcast right after. So like it's fresh in your mind. Everybody's talking about it online. There's, it's a lot easier yeah. to have all of the facts to and information facts. than yeah. when you're talking about an entire series that lasts nine seasons that aired that we've ten watched years ago. Years ago. Exactly. Yeah, and we haven't watched all of right. it in like in years. Exactly. So, we watched bits and pieces recently. And, exactly. Yeah. So that's just my little disclaimer before we start. If you're looking for a podcast that's going to give you all the information and give you the facts. This is not the podcast for you. Now, if you're in it because you want to listen to two girls casually talk about their feelings, then this is the podcast for you. Okay. And their memories that may or may not be be so clear. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. Don't don't have high expectations about our our knowledge of these things. No. Okay? But hopefully now the sound quality at least will be better. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Um, All right. So that being said, I'm really excited about this episode. It's a little bit of a detour from our normal format. Um, Instead of just talking about one show, we each made lists of our favorite uh, um, live action Nickelodeon TV shows, not including game shows because i i Not do want to cover show, yeah. game shows separately because that's like its I own like entity that was too much and yeah well yeah first of all it's too much because every nickelodeon show that existed is my favorite nickelodeon show so this yeah. list is really hard <laughs> to make i literally have nine list items and two honorable mentions <laughs> i have seven i have seven list items and then like five honorable that's perfect mentions. <laughs> yeah. um we'll do the honorable mentions uh at the end i guess yeah or do you want to do them first that's what I was... Let's do uh, them first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, you want to le- read our lists first, and then we'll talk about our honorable sure. mentions? Okay. So do yours sure. from, from last to first. From last to first. Okay. I mean, I I didn't think too much about where I put everything. Oh, yeah. It's ar- it's um, very arbitrary so, for me, too. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's the whole point. We took right, this... Great. This is the format that Meredith and I used, and we literally took it from a podcast called Arbitrary Disney World Lists. That's yeah. what it was called. This is an arbitrary Disney <laughs> Nickelodeon list. They're arbitrary <laughs> lists because obviously we like all of them, and we yeah. put them in an order because that was the order we thought to put them in at this moment in time. And I thought about it a little bit. Yeah, like, me too. some thought into my it. My number one, <laughs> I would definitely say, is my number one and the rest of them. Me too. Eh, you know. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so at, at the seventh place, in seventh place, I have Keenan and Kel. Awesome. Um, in sixth place, I have Are You Afraid of the Dark? In fifth place, These are I all going to be the, the same, like not in a different <laughs> orders. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Salute Your Shorts, I do want to preface that like this one is one that I don't remember. I have a couple that I don't remember as well as yeah. the other ones. Same. Because they were just, they didn't play the reruns as much and they were older. Mm-hmm. But I still like always remembered 
loving them. Like, they're shows that stuck with me. Yeah, so exactly. I put them on here. Um, in fourth place, I have All That. In third place, Pete and Pete. Mm-hmm. In second place, where is that? The Secret World of Alex Mack. Awesome. And and in first place, Clarissa explains it all. Hell yeah. <laughs> you uh, want me to read my honorable mentions now? Or? Uh, we'll do that after. I want to read my list first. Okay. Um, my Perfect. my number one is the same as your number one, but the rest of them are all kind of yeah. mixed up. <laughs> and I have good. a couple ones on my list that you don't because I have nine. Okay, because um, you have nine. Yeah. But maybe they're your honorable mentions. They're probably <laughs> my honorable mentions. <laughs> my honorable mentions are, are different ones that I'm very excited to talk about. Okay. okay. Um, my number nine is Gullah Gullah Island. Um, oh my god, I didn't think about Nick Jr. Hell yeah. Gullah Gullah Island I specifically have on this list because when we went to um, Orlando as kids, um, we went to Nickelodeon yeah. Studios and we got to see the Gullah Gullah Island set and I will never forget how cool that was. Um, I didn't get to go to the Nickelodeon. You didn't? Thing. Where the hell were you? No, because I must have gone on some like more scary ride oh maybe with daddy like with the older people we got to do like um we did, did double that. dare yeah. we got to do it was it was like double That's dare and they fair. actually like did the show and we got to sit in the audience oh and everything and I'm it was so, so jealous cool about that. and we got to see the set that of Gulga island and i was in like kindergarten yeah, so we probably like got to see a bunch of other cool stuff that i forgot about you just don't remember yeah, yeah. but th- that's like one of the things i remember and i freaking loved that show um, so cool. Okay, so then my number eight is A Hundred Deeds for Eddie McDowell. Oh my God, that's, yeah, that's one of my honorable mentions. I figured. Uh, my number seven <laughs> is Keenan and Kel. Um, mm-hmm. My number, what the fuck? Oh, okay. My number six is Pete and Pete, which honestly probably should have been higher, but, uh, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, with Pete and Pete, I was having trouble remembering a lot about it. Really? Oh, like, man, I loved I it. Do, I do remember it, but... Yeah. It's, like, not as clear in my memory as some of the other ones. Yeah, I hear you. Um, number five is Salute Your Shorts. Number mm-hmm. four is The Secret World of Alex Mack. Um, nice. Number three is Are You Afraid of the Dark? Number two is All That. And number one is Clarissa Explains It All. Yeah, we really have the same ones. Yeah. You just have two extra. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so what are your honorable mentions? So my honorable mentions, I have some that you didn't mention. Okay. So 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd, mm-hmm. uh, Roundhouse. I have that as one of my honorable mentions okay. as well. <laughs> um, hey, ra- Roundhouse and then Hey Dude. And both of those were ones that I didn't rem- remember as well either. I um, I was I should have put I, Hey Dude on my honorable mention, but I thought you might put it on your list, so I didn't. Uh-huh. No, I didn't put it on my list because I didn't remember even remember the characters that well. Yeah. Like, I remember liking it mm-hmm. and it being a show that I was always, like, so excited when it came on and, like, I remembered thinking about, but I didn't remember the plot of it or the characters that well. I Yeah, um, I have, like, weird have, memories of, like, snippets of that show, but not, like, yeah. specific things. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of do, too. Yeah. And then I have The Mystery Files of Shelby Wu. Oh, my God. I forgot about that <laughs> show. Holy shit. I love that I show. That was the best show. I, it was oh like a mystery. God. That was, was such so cool. a cool show. I How did I forget yeah. about that? Oh, man. That definitely should be I on here. I too. I know. <laughs> and then I have one more. One more is Caitlin's Way. <laughs> ah, wait. That was a Nickelodeon show? Yeah, it was. I don't know why I thought that was an ABC Family original. 
No. Oh, that, yeah, I can see why you mixed that up. Yeah. But no, it was Nickelodeon. Oh, was, I loved I, Caitlin's Way. That was another show that got yeah. canceled way too soon. Yeah, it lasted for like, oh, I think it lasted man. for two seasons, actually. She was so cool short, and she had seasons. colors in her hair and she saved a I horse. Know. Oh, man. I love that. She wore a leather jacket. Show. And she was like a photographer. Yeah, she was so cool. <laughs> oh, man. They really shouldn't have canceled that show. I wonder if I could I find that online somewhere to watch. I want to watch I it. I really want to watch Shelby Woo. <laughs> Me too. I can't believe I forgot about Shelby Woo. I freaking I loved that show. Um, so I just have one honorable mention that you don't have. Uh, so I had Roundhouse okay. as one of them. Um, and then I had Nick News with Linda Ellerby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was that its own show? <laughs> yes. And oh, yeah, Nick News. Nick oh, News yeah, Nick with News. Linda Ellerby. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Duh. it was. And I have, so I have, um, I have a little bit of information about it. I do. I have a little bit about yeah. Roundhouse, too. Um, I have a little okay. bit more about Nick News. So Nick News with Linda Ellerby lasted from April 18th, 1992 to, wait for it, December 15th, 2015. They still freaking made really? this show. Yeah. I had no idea they were still making this damn show. Me neither. Um, so Nick News with Linda Ellerby, formerly titled Nick News W5 and sometimes shortened to Nick, just Nick News, is an American educational children's and teenagers television show on Nickelodeon that was shown from 1995 to 2015. Nick News took the form of a highly rated and recognized news program for children and teenagers alike, discussing important social, political, and economic issues in a format intended for both children and adults with 178 episodes from 92 to 2015 it is one of the longest running series of nickelodeon the show is known for allowing normal teenagers to speak out on their own personal opinions on a number of past and current worldwide issues and topics including events such as black history month and i like i specifically just remember watching nick news and feeling smart because i was watching the news but it was like for kids so it was fun to watch yeah i used to i remember really liking i know me too i remember liking I think it always came on like late at night. Too, it, it, it? it played at various times throughout the day. It played late at night and I think it played like midday. Um, but it like yeah. changed throughout the years too. I was looking and as I was researching this, it won like a t- shit ton of awards. I don't have like really? all the information about the awards because this isn't one of my list items, but like it's crazy. Like this, I had no idea that this was such an important show and lasted for so long. And I'm kind of sad that, especially to, in today's world, that doesn't exist anymore. I feel like we need it now, you know. But yeah, like 2015 was when like the world was still okay. <laughs> Maybe that's why they were yeah, like, things were pretty good. I don't know if we could do this anymore. It's too divisive. <laughs> we can't talk about the news anymore. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I mean, Linda Ellerby's probably like fucking old as shit by now too. Yeah, she was old when we were. Kids, I know. Yeah. Although I was looking at pictures of her, and when she was young, she was beautiful. Really? Yeah, I was so surprised. Um, yeah, she was always like a little like. A little Come like not, not in a mean way. No, she <laughs> she had a very like androgynous just, like, look. Yeah, she did. Yeah. She had like short hair. She didn't mm-hmm. it was like gray. Yeah. She didn't but she wear was a all about the news, okay? She was serious. Yeah, she was serious. <laughs> she was a serious serious broad. Exactly. Sorry. Um and then I just have a little bit about Roundhouse. So Roundhouse um ran from August fifteenth, nineteen ninety two to December twenty fourth, nineteen ninety six. So obviously like Natalie and I were both very young when the show was on. Yeah. Um so, like, I don't remember it on Nickelodeon, but I wanted it to, to put it as an honorable mention because it was on a SNCC videotape that we had um, that we used to watch yeah. 
all the time. And I was obsessed with this one episode of Roundhouse that I've ever seen ever. Um, and I wish yeah. that like... I remember watching a couple of other ones here and there, but yeah, that was the one. Yeah, I, I'll <laughs> like never it. forget it. It's It was such a cool show. It was part of the original Snick lineup on Nickelodeon. So for anyone who doesn't remember Snick, it was the big orange couch and all the cool teen yeah. shows and... Um, it was really awesome, and um, this show was cool. It was like a kind of a sketch comedy show, but it was also a musical. Like they would sing and do these weird like yeah, performance yeah, yeah. numbers. Um, it was really funny, and they did a lot of like topical um, like uh, pop culture references, and like yeah. it was it was super super weird and awesome. Um, it was cool. Yeah, it, it was, was so really cool. cool. I want to see more of it. I, I wish I had that Snick tape somewhere. Um, oh my god! Man. There was also there was like that snick tape was so cool. It had like little clips of Pete and Pete in between each episode yeah, that played. That's right. And then it had a Clarissa Explains It All episode. It had an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Um, Roundhouse, Ren and, Ren and Stimpy. Was that it? I think that was it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was. But it was. By the so way, we're cool. gonna do another episode on Nicktoons, but that's oh yeah, totally. Yeah, that's for another. Yeah, another I would also episode. like to do an episode like. Maybe where we talk about those episodes from that Snick tape. Because I remember yeah. them all very well because I watched like, it yeah. so many times. I'd be down to do we that. We should too. do that. that. Sounds great. Yeah. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I want to do, because Nickelodeon, 90s Nickelodeon especially, there's so much to talk about that, like, oh, yeah. it's easier if we do it kind of in these themed formats. Instead of just trying to like talk about the shows separately, especially because a lot of them we don't remember very well because we watched it yeah. in 1999 and haven't watched it since, um, you exactly. know, so like a little easier if we do it like this. Because then also, because then we, you know, we still watched Nickelodeon into the 2000s. Oh, yeah. So like we didn't even talk about the Amanda show. Yeah, exactly. I had to cut funny, out the Amanda show. It's funny that Christina... Christina just texted us about that today. I, I know. I was thinking that. I was like, does I she that know so that we're talking about Nickelodeon today? I don't think she did. No, <laughs> she just, had no idea. She's just in tune just, with us. <laughs> but know. yeah, like, because that was, when did that came out? Came out in like Like 2000. early 2000s. Yeah, because Amanda Bynes yeah. was on all that, but in the, late, that, in the yeah. later seasons of all that, she wasn't in it at the beginning. Um, and then yeah. spun off and did her own show. So you know um, what? Caitlin's Way might have not been in the 90s either. I think. Caitlin's Way was early 2000s, too. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was, because I, I was a little older when Caitlin's Way came on TV. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you want to get started? Um, so our, our sure. list items are pretty much the same, just in a different order, but my number nine is yeah. not on your list, so I'll start with sure, that, and then on. we'll figure it out from there. Um, yeah. Like, which one we talk about when. Uh, yeah, how, how good. Meredith and I usually do it is like, if, if I, if, if my number nine is your number five or your number two, we'll wait until number two to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. That sounds um, good. Yeah. So my number nine was Gullah Gullah Island. It ran from July 6th, 1994 to January 9th, 1998. Um, Galaga Island is slash was um, an American musical children's television series that was produced by and aired on the Nickelodeon network from 1984 to 1998 as I just said the show starred Ron and Natalie Daisy who also served as cultural advisors and was inspired by the Galaga 
Gullah culture of Ron Daisy's home of St. Helena Island, South Carolina, part of the Sea Islands. So that's kind of what's really cool about the show because it was showing like a family from a different culture that's like not something that everybody would know about. And they had yeah. people actually from that culture as the stars of the show and as consultants on the show to make sure that it was accurate. Um, I feel like the 90s were so much better at things like that than today is, which I know. is so weird. Like, we just <laughs> in some ways, stop yeah. caring. And in some ways, not. Oh, but, yeah. of course. But, like, I don't know. It just, yeah. It's like no one cares anymore. Or, like, a lot of people don't. Um, Gullah Gullah yeah. Island was a sing-along half-hour live-action show. The format was part of a flex, quote, flexible thinking initiative that taught children to make good choices rather, um, rather than using a rote memorization. Don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> the series revolves around a family headed by Ron and Natalie Daisy played playing fictionalized versions of themselves. Um, set on fictional Gullgull Island, additional cast feature Daisy's actual children, um, Simeon and Sarah, among others, including a full body puppet frog, Binya Binya, who was my favorite part yeah. of the show. <laughs> I loved him. He was Binya, Binya, very Binya. large. Binya Binya. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, the show is taped and recorded at Nickelodeon Studios in Orlando Universal Studios, Florida, which I already told you because I've been there. I saw it. Um, also, <laughs> Clarissa explains it all um, shot on the same set, interior and exterior. Um, yeah, yeah. Outdoor. It was the same. I know. How cool is that? Outdoor shots featured uh, Beaufort, South Carolina, and Fripp Island, Charleston, South Carolina, uh, was featured in one episode when the family took a trip to the city market. Um, episodes oh, are presented. I they bought okra. Yes, they bought okra. And it was the first. It was the first time I'd ever heard of okra. Okra. <laughs> Why do we both remember that? And now that? I, That's I so love funny. okra. Actually, it's okra one of my favorite delicious. vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Episodes are presented with a unified plot and not separate segments featuring singing, dancing, learning, and encouraging children to think about things like taking care of yourself, animals, telling the truth, social skills, and problem solving. The show also highlights the culture and language of Gullah, descendants of former slaves who live on the Sea Island off South Carolina and Georgia. So... Mm. Really cool show, very different from anything else that we watched back then or now or ever, um, which is why it stuck out in my mind, um, especially because, like, it's this weird live-action show, and then there's singing involved, and then there's a, a full, like, life-size puppet frog thing. Like, it's just, yeah. like, a bunch of weirdness, but I loved it. It was a great show, and I wish that someone would make another show like that. Yeah, they should. I know. We should do we it. We should. Let's make one. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's make... Okay. I'm going to start sewing a life-size puppet right now. What kind of animal okay. would you like it to be? <laughs> um, a polywall. A salamander. A, a salamander? A ferret. Uh, a ferret? Okay, I'll do ferret. Let's do that. Okay. Um, okay. So my number eight Deal. is 100 <laughs> Deeds for Eddie McDowell, which was one of your honorable mentions. So I guess we'll talk about that next. Um, okay. I'll just never stop talking. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. A uh, hundred deeds for Eddie McDowell, uh, ran from October 16th, 1999 to April 21st, 2002. Um, it is an American television sitcom created by Stephen H. Berman, Mitchell Catlin, and Nat Bernstein for Nickelodeon. Obviously that's what this whole episode is about. Um, the series ran for three seasons and... 
It was great. It should have lasted longer. Uh, although it's a very yeah. weird show, and I don't know how they could have made it go longer because of the premise. Like, they can't keep that going yeah. forever. I mean, 100 deeds are a lot of deeds to have to do, but still, you know? So the premise was... The premise uh, yeah, was, I was about to go into it, but was go ahead. Ba- He did something bad, and then he turned into a dog, Okay, right? so Eddie McDowd... <laughs> McDowd is considered... Is Dowd or Dowd? Dowd. Dowd yeah. with a D. With a D, um, yeah. Sorry, it's, I'm sure it sounds weird when I say it because I That's don't know how to talk properly. Uh, I wasn't taught how to do that as a child. I learned how to life from Galga Island, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just hear singing, and that's what I know how to do, okay? Uh, anyway, <laughs> Eddie McDowd, played by Jason Doring, 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 is considered to be a schoolyard bully by his peers. McDowd considers himself very attractive and powerful, and so he bullies others without mercy. One day, while bullying a kid after school, he is noticed by a man who later introduces himself as, quote, the drifter, implied to be God. Um, he tells McDowd <laughs> that due to his bullying, he would be punished for his wrongdoings by living as a dog, which honestly is not a punishment because dogs have wonderful lives, especially when they yeah, live in like nice right? homes. I'd love to be a dog. I would absolutely 100% prefer to be a dog than a, than a human. Uh, but if I <laughs> yeah. could choose, I would want to be a cat. Um, yeah. so anyway, uh, in that, okay, so... And that in order to be restored as a human, he has to do 100 good deeds for others. Um, besides the drifter, the only one who can hear him talk is Justin Taylor, the last kid he bullied. At first, the two are firmly against the idea, but McDowd realizes that he must work alongside Justin and his family to finish his good deeds. The story has no ending as the series was canceled before the final resolution could be made, which is oh, very, no. very sad. Um yeah, so, I mean, yeah, they could have at least finished the series. Come on. At least finished it, I know. yeah. They do that. Nickelodeon does that a lot. They're, like, really bad offenders with finishing a show before it's done. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's 100 Eddie Deeds McDowd. for Eddie McDowd. So this show is so weird because it's about a dog who's a person, and he has to do nice things. And it made no sense, and it was really dumb, which is probably why it got canceled. But it was amazing, <laughs> and the '90s were the perfect time for weird shows that made no sense. Obviously, totally. So that was great. <laughs> I know it was so good. Um, I remember that show for sure. What What's your next one? Obviously, what's your What was your um, number seven? <laughs> my number seven is Keenan and Kel. That's you my number seven as well. Look at oh, that. Perfect. So you can talk I'll about go, it since you've just um, been reading exactly. for the past two. Okay. So Keenan and Kel uh, ran from July fifteenth, nineteen ninety six, to July fifteenth, two thousand. Oh wow, July fifteenth, July fifteenth. Look at that. Uh, the show was set in Chicago, Illinois, and centered on the antics of two mischievous teenagers, Keenan Rockmore, played by Keenan Thomas, and Kel Kimball, played by Kel Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, Keenan Thompson. Did I say that? I think you said Thomas. Thompson. <laughs> Keenan Thompson. <laughs> Keenan Thompson. <laughs> Keenan is a high school student with a job at a local grocery store. While Kel is his clumsy orange soda loving best friend. Who loves <laughs> orange <episodes> soda? <laughs> Kel loves, Kel orange, loves soda. orange soda. I do, I do, is I it do. True? Mm-hmm. I used I to do, drink. I, do, I, do, I, I used do. to drink orange soda all the time, specifically because of, of the show. Yeah, <laughs> they. You could never put that in a show today because orange soda is terrible for you. But it's so and delicious. Now we know so. <laughs> 
<laughs> Too much sugar. <laughs> Episodes of the series always opened and closed with Keenan and Kel breaking the fourth wall by interacting with the studio audience, standing in front of a red curtain that is placed in front of the main set while still in character. A frequent running gag of the openings would be Kel never knowing what the night's episode would be about and Keenan refusing to tell him. Oh, yeah. The closing would frequently feature Keenan coming up with a scheme, often asking Kel to various to get various assorted items and meet him somewhere. Frazzled, Kel would exclaim exclaim his catchphrase, Ah, here here it goes. Ah, here Remember, it goes. Ah, here it goes. <laughs> Another catchphrase commonly heard throughout the series is "Why?" Yes, usually screened by Keenan and Kel. Keenan after Kel does something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the theme song entitled "Aw, Here It Goes" is performed by rapper Coolio. Hell yeah! He's featured in the opening credits of the show Aww, along with Keenan and Kel. here it goes. The lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics describe the show and reference other famous duos such as Abbott and Costello. Penn and Teller, and former Los Angeles Lakers teammates Magic, Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, <laughs> as well as Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good! Yeah. Another, um, another thing that came out of Keenan and Kel was Good Burger, right? No. Good Burger or came from, from All That. All that. that from so, all that. Okay, so yeah, that's right. here's the long chain of events that la- like ended in my sense of humor. So Dan Schneider is a <laughs> fucking genius, first of all, and he was one of the producers on this show, as well as All That, as well as every other Nickelodeon show that I've ever loved, but not many on this list, obviously, because this was yeah. All That was like his first. So his All first That time. was where Keenan and Kel became the dynamic duo that is Keenan and became Kel. Became Keenan and so Kel. So then yeah. they, this was like a kind of not really a spinoff, but um, they took them from All That and made their own show with them. And one of the sketches in All That was um, Good Burger, and that was Good Burger, that was a movie. But anyway, so then another, um, another show to come out of All That was... Um, the Amanda Show, which Amanda Show, which yeah. brought together the next dynamic duo Drake, of a Drake lifetime, and Drake and yeah. Josh, who then had their own the show Ke- called Drake and Josh, and which basically yeah. was Keenan and Kel point two point um, Keenan and Kel of the for the twenty first century, exactly. And then <laughs> and then Michelle Cosgrove, who played right. Drake and Josh's annoying little sister, got her own show, iCarly, which then spun into um, Victorious and Sam and Cat and all the other oh wonderful God, yeah. Dan Schneider amazingness That's that true. existed on Nickelodeon for so so long, and it all started with all that. Which we'll talk about later, yeah. obviously. But Kay and Kel was just a just a, another Look piece that of that family. chain, which is why it obviously had good, to be on they here. They were a great piece. They were. Yeah. They were so funny. Yeah. That show was so funny. I mean, they got their funny. own movie. Are Hell they the yeah. only ones that got their own movie? They might be. I mean, I feel like they like stopped making Nickelodeon movies after a while. I mean, that's not true. Like they'd have like. Like sh- like just made like I don't know made for TV like made for TV uh, movies up that are just like the show but a movie or like yeah I don't know but Keenan and Kel was like a major motion picture Drake Bell played I mean, Kimmy Kel, Turner in burger. the live action version of Fairly Odd Parents if that counts I've never <laughs> not seen that it's <laughs> that fantastic and the girl who plays um, Victoria Justice's sister in Victorious I think her name's Danielle Monet which is the same name as another famous person. Anyway, um, she, um, 
she plays Trixie, I think, in the live action Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, really? Yes, if I'm not mistaken. Um, sorry, I didn't look that up. I don't fucking know, okay? But I think it was it's Trixie. Okay. <laughs> it's really okay. <laughs> yes. Um, I think there were multiple live action Fairly Odd Parents. There was definitely at least really? one. Really? I think so. I, how did I not know that? It was like not Fairly recently, but like recently ish. Yeah. I guess. I mean, honestly, Fairly Odd Parents is a little bit after my time with Nickelodeon. Just I'm barely. pretty sure most of the time that I was watching Fairly Odd Parents, I was too old to be watching it. Like, all, like Victorious yeah, yeah. too, and like Sam and Cat. Hey, like, I was like in stuff. high school and <laughs> college when I was watching those shows. Yeah. That's just all I watch, especially like late high school and like my first couple years after I graduated high school. All I watched was Disney Channel and Nickelodeon. I was I was watching yeah. Wizards of Waverly Place and Sweet Life of Zack and Cody nightly at that point in time when I was like twenty. <laughs> I, don't I know had why. a very distinct switch from from Nickelodeon to MTV. <laughs> See, I feel Although like I, I still, watched like, MTV when I was younger, and then when yeah, I was older, I, I started MTV watching when Nickelodeon I was younger, more. Too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because by the time I was older, <laughs> by the time I was in high school, like nothing good was on MTV. I mean, I was like watching The Hills. True. But like yeah, I was, like I watched Laguna. I Beach think the Hills was stuff. like because then I tried to watch the city and it wasn't good. But I feel like the Hills was the last thing that I really watched on MTV. Well, no, yeah. that's not true. Awkward was like was, my favorite show ever. Was, yeah, the Hills was definitely the last thing I watched yeah. on MTV. You need to watch awesome. Awkward. But that was though, after Natalie, you would that was like when it. I wasn't in high school. High school anymore. We should do an MTV episode too. Yeah, definitely for sure. Oh sure. TRL and all those. Yeah, Bo show. Hell yeah. And also, I was thinking a TGIF episode. Oh, yeah. That would be a really good idea. TGIF through the ages. I think we've already covered some shows that were on TGIF. Yeah, we probably oh, have. Oh, we'll, we'll look into it. Um, yeah. Okay, so what's your next list item? My next list item is Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay, my Are You Afraid of the Dark is like my number two, I think, or my number three. Okay. So we'll wait and do that we later. We can wait on that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number six what's is number Pete six? and Pete. All right. Pete and Pete's my number two, I think. Do you want, okay, so let's wait on no, that. My number three. Not, Pete and Pete's my number three. So what's your number five? Um, salute your shorts. Okay, let's do that next because that's my number five as well. Okay, perfect. Salute your shorts ran from June 1st, 1991 until June 29th, 1992. Very short-lived show. Um, so Your Shorts is an American television series that aired on Nickelodeon from 1991 to 1992. <laughs> <laughs> and I just read that. Uh, you Should like those facts, out? people? We're giving you the fucking facts, okay? <laughs> We're giving you facts. what you fucking wanted, okay? <laughs> it was star based. review here's my a, ass. <laughs> here's another fact for you. It here's was a fucking based fact. On the, Here's another fact for you. It was based on the 1986 book, Salute Your Shorts, Life at Summer Camp by Steve Slavkin and Thomas Hill. I'm sorry, that wasn't accurate. It was actually Salute Your Shorts, colon, Life at Summer Camp by Steve Slavkin and Thomas Hill. You forgot to mention the colon, okay? I was wrong. Very important. I will go die now. (laughs) Any corner. Um, You should. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I accidentally clicked Uh the link to Boxer Shorts. We don't need that. Uh-oh. Do you want to buy some boxer shorts? We um, have the exact what? same thing that we copied and pasted, didn't we? Oh, so, yeah. Because I have a boxer yeah. shorts link, too. <laughs> of course we did, because we both copied and pasted this from Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Those no. Those are facts. We got facts. Okay. Anyway. We got facts, filmed, people. We got facts. Yeah. We got facts. The series filmed at Franklin Canyon Park and the Griffith Park Boys Camp within Griffith Park in Los Angeles um, was set at the summer camp. Camp Bonawana. Yeah. <laughs> I can't speak. <laughs> this was set at the summer camp, Camp Bonawana. It focuses on teenage campers, their strict and bossy counselors, counselor, and the various campers and jocularities. <laughs> they engage in. They're uh, jocular. They're having fun. Joc- they're, they're jocularities. You know. Yeah, you know, jocularities. You know. Yeah. yeah that yeah. thing. Know. Yeah. You, you the title know. comes from I, I would know. <laughs> the title comes from a common prank campers play on each other. A group of children steal a boy's boxer shorts and raise them up a flagpole. Hence, Hence. when people see this see <laughs> them waving a flag waving like a flag, other children would salute them as part of the prank. Hence. Um Hence. Yeah. Uh, that's what I got. I don't know if you copied and pasted any more No, that's exactly what I copied and pasted okay. as well. <laughs> Good job, Excellent. Natalie. Do you remember the song? Camp on a wanna, we hold you in our hearts. And when we think about you, it makes me want to fart. Yay! <laughs> and then there was more to it. Yeah, I don't um, remember. It's, Maybe I'll it's, play that at the end it's of I this. hope we never part, not hope we never fart. Now get it right or pay the price. Something like that. Um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'll see if I can find it, and maybe I'll put it at the end. We'll see. Okay, cool. It's a surprise. 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 Uh, yeah, the show was really that? weird as well. It goes along the um, the theming of very strange, bizarre 90s shows that molded us into the people that we are today, which is yep. proof positive um, that TV... Definitely ruins you. Um. <laughs> Just kidding. Or it shapes you into the people, lovely okay? person that you are today. Exactly. It shaped us into the really interesting cultural people that we are, okay? Yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, okay. So we're saving Pete and Pete, right? So my number four is The Secret World of Alex Mack. Wasn't that your number two? Uh, yeah. Okay. And my number... I'm just going to plug my phone in or it's going to die. Okay. That would be bad. My number three is Are You Afraid of the Dark? And that was like your number six or something. So let's do that next. And then we'll do Pete and Pete. And then we'll do Secret World of Mac. And then we'll do... Okay. Okay. Perfection. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. What did I say we were doing next? Are You Afraid of the Dark? Right. Uh, I already forgot. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, Don. You got another package, too. I brought that one up, but um, I didn't bring the big box up. I apologize. Um. Are you you afraid of the dark? I was carrying a lot of things. Sorry. I'm talking to John. Okay. Are You Afraid of the Dark? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You want me to read it? Yeah. Go ahead, because I just did the last two. Okay. Cool. And then we'll switch Uh, off now from here on out. Exactly. Okay, so Are You Afraid of the Dark, it actually ran two times. So Mm -hmm. there was the original Are You Afraid of the Dark series that ran from October 31st, the best day of the year, 1990. Oh, ooky spooky. To April 20th, 1996. And then again in the revival series from February 6th, 1999 to June 11th, 2000. So... Mm -hmm. 
Are You Afraid of the Dark um, was originally a Canadian horror fantasy themed anthology television series, which is why it's so bizarre. It's like even more bizarre yeah. than these American ones because it's fucking Canadian. Um, which, speaking of which, we should definitely talk about Degrassi at some point on this podcast. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah. Um, okay, so where am I? Um, the original series was created by DJ McHale and Ned Kendall and was picked up by Nickelodeon in 1991. McHale, Kendall, and Nickelodeon teamed up with the Canadian company Sinar, and as part of the deal, the show was filmed in Richmond, British Columbia, and in greater Montreal area of Quebec, including their suburbs. Um, the series premiered with the episode The Tale of the Twisted Claw as a pilot on, about that one Halloween on Halloween 1990. Episode. Yes, we did. Um, on the Canadian television network YTV, and it aired until June 11, 2000. The show then premiered on Nickelodeon's SNCC on August 15, 1992 and aired until April, uh, until April 20, 1996. The show was both a critical and commercial success, garnering numerous awards as the series progressed. A revival mm. series with new directors, writers, and cast was produced by Nickelodeon from 99 to 2000 and also aired on SNCC. The sole member uh, from the original lineup to return for the sixth and seventh season was Tucker, who was like, I, I think, no, I feel like, never mind. I'm not going to like say things that I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. Although Gary Russ Hull returned for the concluding show, which notably broke from the show's established format by blurring the line between story and reality. Oh, yeah. Um, Right. Both series of Are You Afraid of the Dark revolved around a group of teenagers who referred to themselves as the Midnight Society. Every week at a secret location in the woods, one member would tell a scary story to the group, which I always wanted to have this in my life. I wanted a Midnight I know, Society. I never had cool enough friends for this, okay? Sorry, friends. Mm -hmm. I loved you, but we didn't do this, okay? Know, <laughs> Although Jessica, Jessica Ann Staines used to tell us some crazy ass stories in the middle of the night, but she would make them up and they would be like about us. And they were so good. <laughs> like she's such a good writer and she would just tell these off the cuff. And like they had so much detail and they were so like, we'd be like on the edge of our seats, like shitting our pants over these stories that Jessica would tell us. Aww, we didn't, so we cool. didn't do this in the woods. We did it in Jessica's room where I would subsequently yeah. sleep on her bed with her and fall into the crevice between the wall and the bed in the middle of the night. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but imagine actually going to the woods to do this. That'd be so scary. I would scary. be way too scared. I would run away yeah. screaming. There's no fucking way. I would not do it. Also, what um, woods would we go to? Like, like uh, I don't know. Like a oh, I guess Nomahegan like Nomahegan Park. Park. Yeah. yeah I have so. woods literally right next to my house right now. We could go sit True. in them. I don't have woods <laughs> um, me. So the way that they would tell the story rather than just hear the storytelling, um, they would display it as like a dramatization. Um, the story was shown between the group's arrival at the site and their departure. Each storyteller would begin their story saying, submit it to the approval for the Midnight Society. I called the story and then, you know, whatever the story's called. Yeah. Um, at which point here she would toss a handful of midnight dust from the leather pouch into the campfire to heighten the flames and produce an eerie white smoke. Um, which is so yeah. cool. And I at know. the end of the episode, they would say, they would call the guy a Zeev and give him a noogie, but only that one episode. <laughs> what? I what said, did you say? I said, no, I can't repeat myself because when we repeat ourselves on this podcast, it sounds really weird. <laughs> okay. 
then don't. Because, like, you couldn't hear me because, like, we're on the phone, but, like, they can hear me, you yeah, know? because we're talking into microphones. Exactly. So it always sounds weird when, when one of us is like, what? And then the other person spots again. It's funny. Um, what I, anyway, what I was talking about was, because I wasn't clear at all, um, was the episode from our SNCC video. Yeah. At the end... I just wanted to prove that they're not a Zeb. Yeah, so they say that during the episode, but at the very end, the the guy, the the nerdy guy, the other guy calls him a Zeb and gives him a noogie. Because <laughs> Zeb is like a, the, like a thematic word in that episode, which we always I just realized it. something, though. <clears throat> because I didn't realize before that the show was Canadian. Maybe Zeb is a Canadian insult. It probably is, like dork in yeah. Canadian. Yeah, Canadian. <laughs> How does one prove that they are not a Zeb? Not a Zeb, not a Zeb, not a Zeb. <laughs> We've definitely prove? done that on here before, haven't we? Probably. <laughs> I think we have. Should be our theme song. We always write songs that are so dumb and make no sense, that are yeah. just repeating words from a show that we watched. <laughs> or a movie like pizza yeah. our best friend too pizza our pizza best, best friend too, friend too. <laughs> who sure are we oh know. my god there's millions um <laughs> that's all i got about are you afraid of the dark i love this show because it tells spooky stories and i love ooky spooky stories and i love ooky halloween spooky. and i love all these things so yeah <laughs> it was really good yeah. and they should what? make it again and that's all i have yeah, that's it. They fucking should. All right. Mm-hmm. What's next? All right. Um, P and Pete. All right. I'll go. Pete. Uh, the Adventures Pete. of P and Pete uh, ran from February 9th, 1991 to December 28th, 1996. Um, it is an American comedy drama television series created by Will McRobb and Chris Viscardi for Nickelodeon. It centered on the humorous and surreal adventures of two brothers, both named Pete Wrigley, along with an eccentric cast of family, friends, and enemies. The Adventures of Pete and Pete began on Nickelodeon in 1989 as a minute-long shorts, as a, as minute-long shorts that aired as interstitials. What? What is that word? Interstitials. Sure. Owing the popularity of the shorts, uh, five half-hour specials were made, followed by a regular half-hour series that ran for three seasons from 1993 to 1996. Reruns of the shorts and the shows... Oh, sorry. I thought you said 1993 to 1993. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. 1993 to 1996. I know. I got it. Reruns of the shorts and the shows now run. I don't think... I'm not... I don't know if it's now, but, like, they had run on Teen Nick... As part of their block, The Splat, on October 5th, 2015. Do they still do Teen Nick? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't have cable, so... I mean, they probably do. Yeah, they probably do. Um, That's what used to air Victorious and all those things. Yeah. Yeah, they probably... they, They have, like, five different channels of Nickelodeon now, so... Yeah, they have, like... Nick Jr. as, like, a separate one, and they have, like, Nick 2 and, like, Nick yeah. Tunes or something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. They should have a Nick News channel where it's just Linda Ellerby all day, all the time. <laughs> all day. <laughs> it's a lot of Linda Ellerby. <laughs> just never not Linda Ellerby. She's never on not, the TV. Never not Linda Ellerby. She's just 24 that, hours though. a day. 
Never and she just talks about Ellen. random things. Like, she's basically just, like, filibustering. So, like, she's not always talking about the news. Sometimes she's just passing time because she's there 24-7. So sometimes she just pulls out, like, The Great Gatsby and reads that aloud for a couple hours, you know? That would be a lovely thing. I would watch, watch. it. Yeah. I think it sounds great. So <laughs> she's like, guys, I really need to brush my teeth. So for the next five minutes, I'm going to be brushing my teeth. And she'll like hum a little ditty while she does it, you know? Cause she's not just going to, yeah. she's a performer. She's not just going to brush her teeth. She's going to do something, you know? Yeah. Sounds I think it sounds, me. I think it sounds lovely. Let's get her on the phone. I'm going to write her a letter probably. All right. Yeah, Not I'll work on that later. I got to use my good stationery. This is Lindell or we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Do anyway, people still um, have good stationery? That's a question for you. I'm not sure. I don't. <laughs> got to go to the stationery store. Anyway, uh, go ahead. Talk about anyway, Pete. Anyway, uh, so Pete and Pete, uh, Jason and Kinney of all music called the series the greatest children's show ever while IGN called it one of the most well-written kids shows ever and I think that's true I like tried I watched an episode recently and it holds up it's a good fucking yeah show. no it's like it's very smart like the the comedy yeah. and like the topics it's written very smart and it's a very like it's a very unique form of comedy and they really pulled it off and it's like cool that they tried to do those like that they started off as shorts because that's like such a unique thing. I mean, Disney does that, but Nickelodeon so doesn't cool. do that. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have a little bit more about some of the characters and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know why I did that for this episode, for this show and not for others, but I like wrote down. I have stuff about characters. where it was filmed and all of the New Jersey stuff because it was all yeah, like, yeah. in I New Jersey. Yeah, I think I have that stuff too. Yeah. Um, even though I read, I was reading it, and I thought that it was filmed in Cranford, but I didn't see no, that. No, some of it was. Page. Okay, so do you want me to yeah. read what I have? Okay. Sure, so and then I'll go into it. None of, none of this actually says stuff. Cranford, but I specifically know the person who they filmed in front of their house yeah. in Cranford. Uh, it was their garage that it was filmed um, for part of it, but it wasn't, like, all the time filmed in Cranford. It was just, like, in a couple it episodes. It was for, like, one thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, somebody's, somebody's garage who I know in Cranford was featured in Pete and Pete. Um, I don't know that for sure, but that was like something I heard. I don't, I don't yeah, know if that's true. I heard true. that too. But yeah. um, anyway, um, I'm sure someone knows uh, and they're going to be like, you're wrong. But I don't really give sure. a flying fuck. Okay. Anyway, um, Pete and Pete is set in the town of Wellsville. Um, the state is implied, but never explicitly mentioned to be a fictionalized version of the real life town, Wellsville, New York. So it's supposed to be like New York state. Um, so New Jersey makes sense because we're right on the border. Uh, the show was filmed largely in South Orange, New Jersey with location Mm -hmm. shots done in a variety of other spots around Northern New Jersey. So all over, that's why Cranford is definitely a possibility, including the Willowbrook mall in Wayne, um, New Jersey, which is, so all of these towns are like right next to us. So it makes sense. Just a little bit North, but yeah, exactly. The exteriors of Pete and Pete's house, as seen in the credit sequence and other shots, were filmed on Woodridge Place in Leonia, New Jersey. The football field used for various episodes is that of Bayonne High School in Bayonne, New Jersey. Uh, The fictional Wellsville High School's mascot is a squid. Did you know that? Um, (laughs) That's just a little information there. But, yeah. (laughs) So, that's that. Um, Yeah, that's great. That's 
I remember like hearing about that all the time when we were kids. Like, oh, I think maybe that's why the rumor of Cranford is like everybody just was like, oh yeah, they filmed it in my town. No, <laughs> like, I think it's true though. Like, I really do think maybe. it's true. And like, I have I have specific information, but I don't feel at liberty to say it on this podcast. Gotcha. But maybe I'll tell you later. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, Danny Tamborelli was from, like, North Brunswick or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have two other things about the show. So two people that were on the show that are famous people. Um, so Wait, wasn't, uh, wasn't he a guest on Guys We Fucked? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. That was such a good yeah. episode. And they that talked about how they were both from New Jersey because Corinne exactly. was from New Jersey, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's from Union, New Jersey, which is literally right next to really the town yeah. over from where I live now. The literal yeah. town over. That's true. Yes. So weird. Okay. Um, but anyway, anyway. so uh, Steve Buscemi <laughs> was in. in Steve Buscemi was in Teen <laughs> Pete. Really? I don't remember yeah. that. He played Phil Hickle, Ellen's father, and Guy I'm sure I just big, didn't know big who high school. Steve Buscemi was. Exactly. At the time of watching And it. then um, Iggy Pop was in it. He what? played James, James Pop Mecklenburg, uh, Nona's loving and occasionally overproductive dad. Nona Holy was um, played by... Let me just I make sure that I'm not... Again, I was just a I child think. and had no idea who Iggy Pop was as a child. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Nona was Little know. Pete's friend, played by Michelle Trachtenberg. Oh my god, that's that's yeah. right. I do remember that because I did know who Michelle Trachtenberg was because she was but, Harriet, the yeah. fucking spy. Exactly. Harriet, but, uh, the James spy. Pop Mecklenburg was known as loving and occasionally overprotective dad, one of the many adults who feared Artie due to his strange ways until <laughs> yeah. his mortal enemy, John McFlump. Came to Wellsville. Mr. Mr. Mecklenburg hates Endless Mike and his pumpkin eater gang. And after exposure, he forced Mike and his gang to clean up his house and the neighborhood. He went as far as calling Endless Mike a stooge and give him a cotton swab for a missed spot. I don't know why I just read it all weird and choppy like yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, what's happening to your voice? <laughs> I don't know. You were doing so well, and then at the end there, you just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He went as far as calling endless Mike, because it was like in quotes, endless yeah. Mike, a stooge mm-hmm. and giving him a console for a missed spot. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I feel like you read it identically <laughs> the second time. <laughs> yeah, it sounded exactly the same. I should have just not read it. Iggy, Iggy Pop was no, like, Natalie. <laughs> you gave facts. Okay, that's what facts. the people want. They don't want. They don't want entertainment. They just want you the to, want to read a list of facts. facts. Okay, Trenton right. is the capital of New Jersey. Does that work? You like that? Albany is the capital of New York. <laughs> we won't give any opinions. I have no opinions on Trenton, New Jersey, even though I have a lot because I drive there every day. And it's terrible. I also don't know that many other capitals. So we're going to have to I stop. D- I actually know a lot of capitals. I'm pretty good at capitals. Wow, that's, that's one, awesome. one thing I know. I know the yeah. presidents in order. We could do that. I can also say the alphabet backwards. Ooh, good one. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we should really just stick to things we know. I can also name all 50 states in alphabetical order in song. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Well, you can do that, and I'll tell you what the capitals of each state is. <laughs> that's what this podcast should be, Natalie. One, okay. that's, that's what we should do. But we shouldn't do them at different times. We should both do them at the same time, like, <laughs> over each other. Okay. <laughs> so it's just an overload of facts. That's what Good the idea. people want. Give them what they want, okay? That's what yes. they want. That's what they want. Oh, man. The people right. have spoken. The people have spoken, and we have heard their voices, because you know what? This is a goddamn democracy, okay? We sure listen is. to the people here. We do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are we still talking about Pete and Pete? I forgot. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to talk about more specifics about it? Like um, Pete's the mom in, in the, the, the metal plate that, that, in the that. mom's head? Yeah, go. Or, talk. Tell me Artie all about and, it. Or Petunia, Little Pete's tattoo. Why does Little Pete have a tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> because he's cool, whatever. All right, I'll read you I about it, I had a tattoo actually. in high so school Petunia, because I a, let a, a child tattoo me. No, but Little know. Pete was in middle school. True. So a tattoo on Little Pete, let me read the little blurb yes, about please. it. Yes, please, read. A tattoo on Little Pete's forearm depicting a woman in a red dress um, is named Petunia. That was the name of his tattoo. It is mm-hmm. frequently made to dance and gets its own credit in the show's opening sequence. The origins <laughs> of the tattoo were originally given in a long-forgotten Pete Pete short, wherein Little Pete gets the tattoo as a gift for his mom on Mother's Day, for which he is initially punished but ultimately is forgiven. Another tattoo's origin, um, one of the sailing ship on Little Pete's back, is unclear. <laughs> so he has two tattoos. What a badass. Right? Seriously, though. Little Pete. Little Pete. What are you doing? Are you getting drunk, too? You doing drugs? What are you doing? You're going to go to jail. And then Mom's Plate is also listed as another character. Uh, The plate (laughs) plate in Mom's head, like Petunia, Petunia gets its own opening credit. It can pick up radio stations, and in the case of Little Pete's Wart Radio, it can also broadcast them. Oh, man. (laughs) Um, what else you got? Yeah, that's, that's that's about it. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, fantastic television program. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about Artie, the strongest man in the world. Yeah, if you want to. He okay. was featured in the shorts that are in the Snick video too, and yeah, he like yeah. brings his he like wears special shirt that's like a perfect cotton poly blend. And that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Little Pete's, uh, so Artie the Strongest Man in the World is Little Pete's personal superhero, who is very eccentric but quite powerful. For example, he can skip stones on Neptune, move an entire house by an inch, and hit a golf ball 300,003 yards. Artie is also one of the few adults Little Pete seems to have any respect for. His catchphrase is, For I am Artie, the strongest man in the world. (laughs) The strongest man. In the world! <laughs> his trademark word, pipe, aggravates the adults of the community, and his favorite scent is the air let out from the car from a car tire. <laughs> I'm telling you, the show's fucking genius. I need to watch it again. I haven't in you so know. long. He left the show after the two-part episode, Farewell, My Little Viking. Um, his spot in the opening credits would later be replaced in the third season with Nona's. Well, there's that. That's awesome. That's it. That's enough. Good job. Round of applause for Natalie. Yeah. 
get some ASMR claps in there. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Alex all Mac of that or, or Alex that? Mack next? Let's do Alex Mack first because okay, I feel cool. like all that we might have more to talk about. Yes. You want me to do that or? Um, Alex Mack. Yeah. Go ahead. Be my guest. Okay. The Secret World of Alex Mack is an American television series. Television. <laughs> From October 8th, 1994 to January 15th, 1998, replacing Clarissa Explains It All in the SNCC lineup. It also aired on YTV in Canada, Channel 4 in the United Kingdom, and NHK in Japan, and was a staple in the children's weekly li- weekday lineup for much of the mid to late ni- 90s on the, a- on the ABC. And, okay, it was a staple. On the ABC. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it says. I know. I mean, that's correct in the because it's the American ABC. Broadcasting Channel or whatever it's called. I didn't even know that. I thought it was just on Nickelodeon. No, I, uh, I, I remember watching it on, on ABC and actually like when I was doing this list, I had to look again to be like, wait, was Alex Mack on Nickelodeon? Because I, I yeah. specifically remember watching it on ABC. So I don't remember watching it on ABC. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know why I remember that, but I was yeah. like, wait, was it on ABC or was it on Nickelodeon? So I had to look and it was on both. Yeah, so says uh, Wikipedia. I believe it. Mm-hmm. The series was produced by Thomas Lynch and John Lynch of Lynch Entertainment, produced by RHI Entertainment, Hallmark Entertainment, and Nickelodeon Productions, and was co-created by Tom Lynch and Ken Lipman. Um, Alex Mack is an ordinary teenage girl living with her parents, George and Barbara, and her older sister, Annie, in the fictional corporate town of Paradise Valley. While walking home after her first day of junior high school, she is nearly hit by a truck from a chemical plant, and during the incident, she is drenched with a top-secret chemical called GC-161. I remember. <laughs> she soon what? discovers... <laughs> remember the GC... I'm just remembering it. It's all coming back to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> flooding back in your memories. It's flooding in my head. She soon discovers that it gave her strange powers, such as telekinesis, shooting electricity from her fingers, and the ability to dissolve into a mobile puddle of water. It wasn't, it However, like, never really looked it was like, like a, water. It was, like, silver. It was, like, metallic. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, her powers proved to be unpredictable, such as when her skin starts glowing brightly. Oh, yeah. Her skin starts oh, yeah. glowing brightly when she's nervous. <laughs> Uh, she confides only in Annie and her best friend, Ray, choosing to keep her power secret from everyone else, including her parents, for fear of what the chemical plant CEO, Danielle Atron, will do to her if she finds out. <laughs> yeah, that was so cool that she was a superhero, basically, had superpowers. She was cool. She was yeah. really cool. And I love the actress that plays her. What's her name? I forget. Lar- Larissa Olenek. Yes. She was in Mad Men. I know she was. And she was also in a lot of things in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, she was in... uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. Ten Things I Hate About You, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And Daddy used to call you Alex Mack, right? Because he said you looked like her. Yeah, when I was younger, I looked a little bit like her. Yeah, when you were little, I remember that. I don't anymore, but yeah. Yeah. Because she has a very young face. Yeah, and her yeah. natural hair color and your na- your natural hair color and her hair color are similar, and you yeah. both have like little noses and like yeah, we have similar nose, but yeah. also but like I feel like I don't look like her anymore because she has more of a baby face, and so like when I was younger, I looked more like her, but 
Yeah, like her face know. even now is still kind of like round. It's still and like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like even in Mad Men, when she played like a pretty like tired, like aging, yeah. not happy yeah. woman, she still yeah. looked like a little baby. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. It. I don't know. That's it. Yeah. That's all I got, too. That's all I got. It's <laughs> okay. I loved it. It was a great show. I no, won't watch it again. Okay. As another like cool weird '90s show that was just like a bizarre concept that made no sense but was great. Yeah, I feel like shows were so much better. They, I know they I really know. were. I mean, it's very popular had, like, opinion that '90s Nick was better. <laughs> yeah, it is. we're not the first people to say <laughs> we're that. We're not the only people that think that. True. No, exactly. I mean, that's why they've brought '90s Nick shows back. Like recently, they started doing that yeah. again because. You know, exactly. People, people wanted it. The people spoke. The people asked for it. And they listened. Okay, just like us. We're professionals. <laughs> all right? Okay, so my number two and your number something is all that. All that, yeah. Um, so you go, that you go for it. Okay. All that aired from April 16th, 1994 to October 22nd, 2005. Um, all that was an American live action sketch comedy variety show created by Brian Robbins and Mike Tallon. So it was like the Saturday Night Live of Nickelodeon, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, like it really was like exactly it really that. Was. It was a sketch yeah. and then at the end there'd be a musical guest and it was always like a really popular musical guest, which was always really exciting. Um, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, okay. So it was created by, did I already say who it was created by? I already forgot. Uh, it was created by Brian Robinson, Mike Tallinn, <laughs> which originally aired on Nickelodeon Cable Television Network. Um, I already said the dates, so I'm not going to say that again. It lasted 10 seasons. The series was produced by Tallinn slash Robbins Productions and then later Schneider's Bakery. So that was when Dan Schneider took it over. Yeah. Um, the pilot episode was originally shown, uh, and Dan Schneider worked on it before that, but then he created yeah. Schneider's Bakery, and that's like what created all of the great shows. Um, the pilot episode was originally shown as a special, quote, sneak peek with the show officially debuting um, a regular series starting December 24th, 1994. That's a very special day. Okay. That is the eve of Jesus Christ's birthday. So <laughs> <laughs> obviously the show is going to be special. And wait, the is series- that your first Christmas? What? Was that your first Christmas or your second Christmas? My second Christmas. Second Christmas. Yeah. Erica's first Christmas. Mm, yeah, Erica's first Christmas. <laughs> um, the series features original short comedic sketches and weekly musical guests aimed toward a younger audience. The show's sketches parody contemporary culture and are performed by a large and varying cast of child and teen actors. Early episodes were taped at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Orlando Resort, but then moved to Hollywood at the Nickelodeon on Sunset Theater, formerly the Earl Carroll Theater, where other Nickelodeon shows such as The Amanda Show, Keenan and Cal and Drake and Josh were filmed. I already talked about how all those shows are connected yeah. and how they've molded me as a person. Um, so I also just wanted to talk about some of the various cast members that were on it because like pretty much every good cast member ever, I mean, every good like Nickelodeon actor ever was on this show. Started, yeah. Um, so from the very beginning, um, and for six seasons, Josh Server, so he was like probably the main one. He was on it for the longest for sure. Yeah, um, I remember him. Then Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell were both on it for five seasons. Um, Lori Beth Thinberg, obviously everybody remembers her. She was She's fantastic. The best. She was so um, good. 
Oh my God, hell yeah. Uh, Katrina Johnson, who I don't remember. Elisa Reyes. I do, I um, Angelique Bates was on it for two seasons. Then Amanda Bynes um, came on in season three and lasted until season six when then she went on to become, you know, the Amanda Bynes that we all know and love. Katrina, yeah. Katrina was the one that played Ross Perot. Remember? Oh my God, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. <laughs> 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 Hell yeah. So timely. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. So funny. The 90s. Um, then Leon Frierson, um, Christy Knowings, Danny Tamarelli, uh, then Nick Cannon, yeah. the Nick Cannon, okay? Oh my God. <laughs> then he had his own show at Nickelodeon for a very brief period of time. Um, Mark Saul, Gabrielle Iglesias, I had no idea he was on this show. Oh, my um, God, really? He was only on it for season six, yeah. Um, oh, I didn't know that. I know. Uh, then a few others that I don't really know. Uh, these were, like, then in the later seasons, like, from season seven on, so, like, in the 2000s, so I didn't really watch it then, but the one specific yeah. one that I remember from that time was Kyle Sullivan, because he also did YouTube videos, and was, like, pretty oh, really? famous YouTube video star, and I was obsessed with his videos, yeah. Um, huh. Yeah. So, and then Jamie Lynn Spears was on it in later seasons. She was who on also, all that. Who, yeah, who also went on to do Dan Schneider shows such as Zoe yeah. 101, a fantastic television program. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and a bunch of others that I don't really know. But fantastic television show. I'm still waiting for Amanda Bynes it. to make a comeback. I know. I mean, she had, like, her weird thing that happened. Um, I know. Like, also, Danny that, Tamborelli like, was one of the writers on all that. Oh, really? Yeah, as well as Dan Schneider um, and a bunch of other people. Like later on, like when he was older? Um, I don't know the dates. I just see writers and Danny Tamarelli's on there, okay? (laughs) Yeah, I bet it was (laughs) It's amazing I have that information for you. (laughs) I'm proud of you for having it. I know. Okay, so then, okay. So some of the big sketches. This one was my favorite because I'm obsessed with Amanda Bynes, but it was Ask Ashley. And yes. so it would start with her reading a letter, and she was like this sweet, happy girl, this big smile on her face in her bedroom, and, and the letter would always start as, dear Ashley, and then she would read the letter, and then she would scream into the camera at the person at the end, and like give them very angry. <laughs> Tell them how stupid they are. <laughs> exactly. Just go on like a total angry rant about the letter, and then she would end it like smiling again. It was yes. so good. Um, okay, so then there was Bag and Sag and Barry starring Kenan Thompson. Uh, he was a cool dude who wore baggy pants. Uh, <laughs> and he would like, like, like he, there's one where he pulled Abraham Lincoln out of his pants. <laughs> he just yeah. like pull things out of his pants. Um, then there's Detective Dan starring Josh Server um, as a hopelessly incompetent private investigator who frequently stumbled yeah. into a crime scene to make matters worse every time, obviously. I remember that. <laughs> um, and then there was this one, which is another classic, Everyday French with Pierre S. Cargo. Yeah. And it would be Keenan Thompson sitting in a bathtub and wearing like classic. that yellow, like green coat and hat yeah (laughs) and he would um teach you a phrase in in french that he pronounced very horribly and then translated it to english and that's it (laughs) oh yeah and he wore those big like swimming flippers on his feet too yeah Mm -hmm. 
Um, then there was Know Your Stars, a recurring sketch that involved a random voice that made an impersonation of an individual with embarrassing, wacky, funny, and untrue facts and info about a cast member or a special guest. Um, and then there was Good Burger, which we already referenced. So this was a recurring sketch um, that took place at a fast food restaurant. And there was cashier Ed, who was Cal. Um, and he was just a clueless teenager who always messed everything up. And it would start with, welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger, can I take can your take order? order? <laughs> and then wackiness <laughs> would ensue. And it was great. That was one of my favorite sketches. And then they obviously made a movie out of it. So obviously a lot of people liked it. That was a fantastic yeah. movie also. I should probably buy that on iTunes and add it to we my should, random we collection We should watch that and then like recap it. Oh my God, that's a really good idea. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a movie, but it's based on a tv show so it counts yeah exactly let's let's absolutely 100 percent do that i have right. a, i have a very vivid memory of renting that movie at blockbuster once too and like i'm sure we rented yeah. it multiple times but i Definitely. just have one very vivid memory of a time that we rented it i don't know why because it was probably the first time, and it was like maybe really no, it thing. definitely it definitely wasn't the first time because i had seen it already and i was really excited to rent it again because i wanted to see it again yeah that's my memory of it i don't know Maybe it's the second time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. It's the way my brain works. Like, I just randomly go back to places in my mind. Thing. Like, yeah. so I was just saying to John the other day, and I don't remember if this was the time. I think it was the time that you didn't come with us to Lake George. But I yeah. was, I had this weird urge to go to this Polish restaurant that we went to when we went to Lake George when I was, like, 10. Or I don't know how old I was. I don't know why. We went to this Polish restaurant that one time, and I had a, just this weird urge to go there again. That's the way my brain I have works. Weird, Makes I have no weird sense. memories, too. And when you said Lake George, I just remembered a specific scent from a specific restaurant at Lake George <laughs> when we went. Was it the Polish restaurant? Because no, I don't it was remember like an outdoor it. restaurant. It was oh, like okay. outside. On like the, I don't on remember the if the Polish restaurant was the time that... It, we went without you or not. Because it, it's like a pretty vague memory. So it could be like the older time that we went. A Polish? I don't remember going to Yeah, and it was like, restaurant. it was like in a weird building and it was like kind of like a downstairs, you know, like sometimes there's those buildings where there's like stairs that go up and then there's a thing like down. Like, you know how like the witch stories in New Hope where it's like kind of down and there's other buildings, like other stories yeah. up. It was like yeah. that and it was like down. I, I don't know. I remember that. <laughs> I'm just, I, don't I don't know if that, that description so made any sense to anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I only knew because you said the you witch story. You knew because the new hope, hope thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that description probably made no sense to anyone who doesn't know what that is. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, where am I? Um, then there's the loud librarian starring Laurie Beth Denberg yeah. as a librarian who would ironically yell out, "Quiet! This is a library!" <laughs> Along with It'd a variety really of noisemakers. Really yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she would like vacuum and stuff, yeah, and then she'd yell exactly. at people for whispering. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Be quiet! This is in a library. <laughs> um. Then this was a later one, so I don't remember this one, but it was called Sugar and Coffee, starring Lisa 
Foley's Foley. I don't know how to fucking say that. I do not care. And Kyle (laughs) Sullivan, as extremely hyperactive hosts of their own talk show, the pair would eat pure sugar and drink massive amounts of coffee and then force their guests to do the same thing from giant orbs attached to the ceiling, which usually led to overactivity in the worst way. So that sounds hilarious. (laughs) Then there was... typical. Jamie Lynn Spears' sketch, which was called um, Thelma Stump. Um, so Jamie Lynn Spears played an extremely old woman who serves as a bodyguard and security guard for the backstage of all that, which also sounds fucking hilarious, and I don't remember. No. Um, and then new. there was, of course, Vital Information, a yeah. recurring sketch that was the centerpiece of the show before the relaunch, starring Den- Lori Beth Denberg um, for the first four seasons, and then Danny Tamarelli did it for seasons five and six. Um, and then mm. in the 10th season, Lil JJ did this. I don't know who the fuck that is. Um, <laughs> um, so that obviously that was a really good one. And that was like she would tell like uh, a random thing. It was vital information for your everyday life. And it would just be something like totally stupid. Like when you go to the beach, you should put suntan lotion on the bottoms of your feet so they don't get burned. And like, or something <laughs> yeah. like totally yeah. stupid like that. Um, <laughs> this has been vital information. Yeah. Lori Beth Denberg. Um, okay, then there's one more I have here called Miss Pidlin, starring Keenan Thompson as the lunch lady at the school. The only thing she offers is peas. She's extremely angry when peas someone or people reject her peas. Yeah, and then there was one specific one that I remember where she she's saying, Peas are the champions. No time for carrots, cause peas are the champion. I remember the, all we are saying is give, give peas, peas a, a chance. chance. No, but the carrots one I specifically remember, I think there was like another character that was obsessed with carrots in that Maybe. one. And that's what that was about. But I don't remember, yeah. I don't have any information, I didn't look it up. Sorry, okay? <laughs> Fucking sorry. Right as a one star review. One star review, okay? I do not care. Anyway, <laughs> or two star review. Um, yeah, uh, yeah so that was Ms. Pitlin. Okay. Well, so I remember another give one. Give peas a chance, okay, people? I remember uh, another sketch. That other was just ones. a few that I had on there. Obviously, there's a million more. I actually, I, I can click chocolate. on the list of the, all the sketches if you'd like and read them all that's to right. you, but I thought I that would be ridiculous. I just want to my memories. I, wanna, yeah, I don't want to go off facts. I just want to go off my memory. Okay. Is that the whole um, point of this whole There was thing? one with okay. the chocolate. I think it was Keenan who, like, cooked with only chocolate. And he, like, no. bathed, in, bathed in a... It wasn't Keenan. It was, like, two other I don't people. remember that. You don't remember the chocolate? No, I don't remember that. There was like a chocolate bath. It was like it was like a cooking show, but it was all chocolate. And it they just sound, like made... That sounds really familiar, but I cannot picture it at all. But like I like I yeah. I feel it. I don't know. <laughs> and then there was Ear Boy. Remember Ear Boy and Pizza Face? Oh yeah, I remember Ear Boy and Pizza Face. Yeah. And then there was um there was repair the one, man, 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 man. yeah, repairman, man, man. I knew you knew what I was talking about. And then there was another one that was Keenan, and he was like a superhero, and he was allergic to dairy. He was lactose intolerant. Do you remember, I remember that? that one. No. And he was. <laughs> I don't remember like what the whole premise was. That's all I remember. And he would come to save the day, and then like <laughs> milk would stop him. <laughs> I don't know. I believe you. That sounds familiar. Yeah. That's all I remember. I don't know. 
Um, I don't know. We don't have any information, okay? That's, that's just the whole point. <laughs> we didn't do that much research. Uh, <sighs> I gave you a, a word that I already forgot at the beginning of this podcast, okay? A disclaimer, that's the word. I, I gave you one of those. If you still listened anyway, you learned your lesson, okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's it, all right? Um, that's fine. Well, but then we we should talk about the musical guests. Of course. Uh, I bet that's something we should have done, list off I mean, I mentioned it guests. before. I don't have, like, a list of... Of like magic, magical guests. <laughs> oh, the ad- wait! I think I found it. Okay, I think I found it. Hold okay. on. Okay, the Adventures of Super Dude, a parody of a comic book character Superman. So he like kind of yeah. looked like Superman, like he had the Superman kind of emblem. Um, the sketch revolved around a teenage superhero played by Kean Thompson, whose alter ego was named Mark Kant. Um, his girlfriend was Penny Lane, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they went. They okay, and then his main nemesis was Milkman, um, and Superdude's yeah. one weakness was that he was lactose intolerant. I do remember. So this. many of yeah. his villains were dairy themed. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not yeah. crazy. I it did exist. No, I totally remember <laughs> that. Yeah. I'm totally not did. crazy. Okay. Oh, this actually is telling me, um, who the musical guests were for some of these episodes. So I do have some of these. TLC, um, Run DMC, uh, LL Cool J, Missy Elliott. uh, I'm trying to find more. The Spice Girls. Really? Peppa, Faith Evans. uh, Yeah. It's a bunch more. Cool. I need to find, like, a definitive list. A Tribe Called Quest. Uh, Brandy. <laughs> Blackstreet. Monica. So, like, pretty much every famous pop yeah. star from, from, the 90s. from the 90s has appeared on all that at some point. Because, I mean, it was a Probably. huge show. Like I said, it was the, it was the Saturday Night Live of, of for, for kids. Yeah. For so, kids, like... Yeah. That's pretty big. That's a pretty big yeah. deal. So it makes sense. It's a pretty big exactly. deal. So it makes pretty sense. Deal. You know yeah. what I mean? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Totally. Um, I, totally. I, do, I do remember Britney Spears being on it, too. I don't see her on this list. But I do yeah, remember her being on it. I remember that, too. Yeah. I'm sure she was. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I think I found a list. <laughs> list of all that musical guests. I knew there had to go. be one. <laughs> Here we go. I found it. Um, so I'll just say a few more. Aaliyah, um, Usher. Um, uh, I don't know who a lot of these people are. Coolio. Um, uh, I should have, like, made a list. Sorry. I'm not prepared ever. <laughs> it's okay. Nas. Um, Ray J. <laughs> Aaliyah again. Uh, Mary J. Blige. Of, they had a lot of hip hop. Backstreet Boys, Boys to Men, Destiny's Impop. Child, um, Ice Cube, Sugar Ray. No, Sugar Ray. <laughs> yeah. 98 Degrees, LFO, yeah. Outcast. 
a, a bunch more. Like, everyone. This is so... Mandy Moore. Oh, my God. And she performed her song, Candy, which was my favorite song. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. In sync, obviously. Yeah. Aaron Carter performed Aaron's Party. <laughs> but yeah, Britney Spears, I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. Oh, that was such a good song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Britney Spears. That's I could do an totally. entire podcast, like an entire series just on Britney Spears. And I really would love to go into the Britney Spears conspiracy and the lost album. And I listened to a conspiracy theory podcast and I posted that as an option on the on their Facebook group. But nobody else has heard of that other than me. So Really? Yeah. I'd be willing to do an episode on that. <laughs> that we should not do that on this podcast, but we should make another podcast where we just talk okay, about Britney fine. Spears. Oh my god, Nelly Furtado, remember her? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, the bare naked ladies. Tyrese. This is a great list, people. Fantastic. That's excellent. Yeah. Shall we All move right. on? I guess we to can. Our number one. Oh, and Bow Wow. Don't forget about Bow Wow oh. ever, okay? Never oh my forget. god. Oh my god, Drake Bell performed musically on all that. <laughs> Drake Bell's music career is my favorite thing that's ever existed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, if Drake Bell was playing a show tomorrow, I would be there. I would call out of work. I would go. I need to go see his rockabilly band play. I wonder if they play live shows. I would shows. love to see that. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Clarissa all right. Explains It so All. So our number one is Clarissa Explains It All. <laughs> Uh-huh. It aired for five seasons and a total of 65 episodes uh, from March 23rd, 1991 to October 1st, 1994, later going into reruns. Reruns of the show have appeared intermittently on Teen Nick's channel block. The uh, 90s are all that. Now Nick Splat uh, since July 25th, 2011. Um, in 2015, Mitchell Kriegman, the show's creator, released a novel, Things I Can't Explain, which serves as a sequel to the series. And the novel, Clarissa, is now in her late 20s and trying to navigate life as an adult, which I really fucking want to read. Why yeah, haven't I read that? Yeah, I did not know that that existed. Is that have, an audiobook heard, version oh my with God, Melissa yeah. Joan Hart narrating? Because I oh want Oh, my God. That. It has Wouldn't to that be. be great? That would be yeah. so good. I want to read it. Okay. Me too. We'll do that and then we'll recap it. Uh, the mm-hmm. main characters in the show are Clarissa Darling, her, her family uh, consisting of her father, Marshall, her mother, Janet, and her little brother, Ferguson, and her best friend, Sam, living in a small suburban town in Ohio. I didn't know they were supposed to be in Ohio. No, me either. Maybe I did. Uh, Clarissa also has a pet baby alligator named Elvis, whom she kept in a kitty sandbox who would appear sporadically in early episodes. Yeah, and then just Clarissa- disappeared. <laughs> yeah. She, like, her room, like, she redecorated her room. Yeah, her room completely changed. She got the seat, window seat. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Clarissa was created uh, with becoming the first Nickelodeon series to feature a female lead, which led the network network to create other shows, such as The Secret World of Alex Mack, The Amanda Show, The Mystery Files of Shelby Woo. Um, its popular popularity among both boys and girls also helped to debunk a myth that a children's series with a female lead would turn off boys. Especially when your female lead is as cool as Clarissa it's Darling. Cool. Because I I'm know. sorry, Clarissa but was she was so the cool. coolest person ever. She was the coolest girl ever. Like, I still want to dress like her today as a 25-year-old woman. Me too. She's she was perfect. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. 
The final two seasons headlined the popular SNCC series, um, the, the popular SNCC lineup, which was a lead in to shows like All That and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Clarissa dealt with normal adolescent issues such as first crushes, getting a driver's license, and preparing for college. <coughs> yeah, and I specifically remember. I specifically remember a line in the episode of Clarissa Explains It All that's on the SNCC tape where she said that friends aren't supposed to move away until they're old and moldy, like 25. Like 25, yeah. <laughs> and I just turned 25. And Thank I always you. thought, 25 is pretty old, and that's not old. Yeah. It's not <laughs> old, know, Clarissa. Not, not. You know what? Melissa Joan Hart is way older than me, so I can feel better She's about She's a lot that. older than us, yeah. Yeah. Well, these topics were dealt with far less... Uh, these topics were dealt with far less dramatically than they were on other similar shows at the time, such as Full House and Blossom. For instance, in one episode, Clarissa watches television nonstop for an entire weekend as part of a research project and begins to think she is going crazy after she uh, tires. And after she tires, an obvious after she turns into a tire, is that what you mean? Yeah, after she tires, <laughs> <laughs> an obvious commentary on the MTV generation. Um, of the time. In other episodes, Clarissa accidentally shoplifts lingerie and the terms hell and sex drive were occasionally uttered during the show's run. OMG. (laughs) A running gag highlighted Clarissa's sibling rivalry with her brother Ferguson Ferguson. and their attempts to harm or even kill each other. He was gross. They hated each other. I hated him. He was disgusting. He was awful. (laughs) (laughs) Ferguson. Unique to the show was its representation of each episode's theme by showing Clarissa tackling the episode's issue through a fictional video game. Well, not really. What? They, she did play, like, a video game on her computer, but it was, like, really, like, really shitty, like, weird 8-bit yeah, video game. Yeah, but that wasn't like, in every episode. No, I don't think that was in every episode either. Maybe it, like, started that way or something, but I don't know. Yeah, she did talk yeah. to the camera. Like, that was one thing yeah, about she the did. show. Mm-hmm. That she would... I guess uh, Zach Morris did that too, though. Yeah, he did. Break the fourth wall. Time um, out. <laughs> yeah, time out. Uh, that's kind of it. I guess just the, yeah. the show's theme song was sung by singer, comedian, actress, writer Rachel Sweet. It consisted entirely of a melody sung by the syllable nah. Yeah, I was going to say there's the no words. Way cool or Way all right, cool. all right. Yeah. <laughs> and underscored the rhythmic <laughs> instrumentation, ending with the resounding, just do it. <laughs> I always loved her outfit in that theme that, sequence. Yes, it was, it was so, so cool. It was like cool. pink tights and like a black mini skirt with like a black crop top. So, so cool. Everything like she wore. Mans. Everything I she, I mean, she always wore docks and like flannels and yeah, crazy patterns so cool. and cool like dangly earrings and stuff and yeah, she oh she was coolest the coolest girl of the nineties. She really was. She was like the queen, Clarissa Darling specifically. It was the queen of the nineties. Yeah. But then she most really of Joan Hart in her own right because she then went on to be fucking Sabrina the Teenage Fucking Witch. I know. <laughs> I mean. She was so cool. You can't get much cooler of a 90s girl than Melissa Joan Hart, which is definitely Not why really. this is my number one, and I'm sure the same as yours, because yeah. of how cool she is, and Clarissa she was just, specifically. Yeah. She was like who we looked up to, who we wanted to be like when exactly. we were kids. And now, but yeah. you know. And now. <laughs> and then I just have a fun fact. The cool. actress who plays um, 
Clarissa's mother's name is Elizabeth Hess, which is our yeah. aunt's name. That's so funny. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. And There's she was like, she was like you. vegan, and they would eat like tofu and shit. Yeah, she was. They were her parents were like old hippies. Yeah, her dad was an architect, and her mom was like an artist. Yeah, she's like an art teacher. I don't remember. Yeah, I think she ran like a children's museum or something. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, that's all I got for you. That's all I got too, and I really have to be. Yeah, me too. Oh my god, this whole time. <laughs> I considered Me for too. a second just going in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, this will be background noise. It's okay. Yeah. You're welcome for not doing that to you, listeners. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad, you know, now they know, all know that we have to be. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I um, hope you enjoyed this um, episode. If you listening. want us to expand more on a specific Nickelodeon show, you want us to do like a full episode on one, we totally can. Let us know. Um, we'll definitely do more in the future. And if you like this format, let us know that too because I enjoy doing it. So if you want to hear more yeah. of it, let us know. I if think you we can it, intermittently, like you know, yeah. throw these in there. Yeah, like we did with like the whatever episodes, Halloween episodes. Yeah, we've done a shit. couple kind of like yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we could definitely do it again. I like it. Um, I like it too. Thanks Don't forget for to rate, review, and res- subscribe. I can't follow us like, on iTunes. Follow us on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram <laughs> at RBTV Podcast. Uh, you can also email us at rbtvpodcast at gmail.com and on Twitter at RBTV Podcast as well. I don't use it very much, but I randomly tweeted something today that made no sense, so you can follow it and see what I said. Um, yeah. <laughs> way um, cool. Way cool, bro. All right, all right. <laughs> Just uh, do yeah, it. That's it. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. Bye. Camp on a wanna. We hold you in our hearts. And when we think about you, it makes me wanna part. <laughs> it's I hope we never part. Now get it right or pay the price. Now we will share a lifetime of the fondest memories. you in our hearts but when we think the thing came apart <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>